Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. This is what I do. Appearing on the show today is, wow, it's a wow show. A wow show. The legendary singer, songwriter, actress, and entrepreneur, Patti LaBelle. He had a 14-year NBA career and in 2003 won a championship with the San Antonio Spurs. And today, he is a top college basketball NBA analyst, Steve Smith. He's the pioneer of the black stand-up comedy movement. And you've heard his voice in top animated family movies like Disney's Planes and the sequel Planes, Fire and Rescue, Charlotte's Well, all those Madagascar movies, Ice Age and Dr. Doolittle 2. That will be Cedric the Entertainer. And finally, he's a stand-up comedian, television host, actor, and radio personality. That's my man, Ricky Smiley. Cute dog. Let's go. I'm ready. It's time. He's on the line. Let's go start talking to this brother. My first guest is an original king of comedy. He is a pioneer, like I said earlier, of black stand-up comedy because he played my comedy club way back in 1992. And I know that was a black comedy club. You know him from the Steve Harvey sitcom? Here's, this is this where it starts to take off for him. The number one rated Super Bowl commercials, number one rated box office barbershop movies, and now you can see him every week on the number one rated sitcom on cable TV, the new TBS comedy, The Last OJ. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, Cedric, I know how to introduce you, don't you? I know how to introduce you, don't you? You got you came out with it right there. But then you know that's the last OG, not the last OJ. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. The last OJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't tell the last OJ. OJ still on the loose out there somewhere. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe I said the last OJ. Hey man, I said it in front of your behind. The last OG. <laughs> Do it in front oh, of you, dude. man. One of the top comedians classic, in the country. Man. That's classic, man. You know where my head was at. Classic. Man, like yeah, Cedric, right there, so. just hearing what you're doing, man, and the, the history and the start of it all, and and to see today, man, to be on the number one cable comedy, the last OG on uh, TBS. I've seen the show, and I just want to tell everybody that when, when we started doing you know, sitcom and television a while back, it was just about Nielsen ratings. But now you're into that multimedia platform where you know it's the a v, a VOD. Uh, DVR, yeah. social media, your smartphones, you know, streaming. It's so many layers. And so when you when you know understand that, how are you today, Cedric, when you talk about your brand, how do you promote your brand? It's very important that you participate now, correct? Yeah, yeah. You, that, I mean, it is the thing you do have to participate. Of course, uh, social media is becoming more and more a lead of how, People recognize you and come to know you. I mean, the fan bases uh, continue to grow mm -hmm. and get younger, and those are the people that come into uh, what would be the uh, money buying share of thing. You know, having right. the, uh, <laughs> the, the younger people that come up, and this is the audience that most uh, media people want. They want the, the younger folks who, who are buyers, and then or, or, who are going to grow mm -hmm. and eventually be the head holes of a household. So 
that's big. And then just trying to be a part of really relevant projects as far as being a you know, an actor and a comedian. I try to stay relevant, you know, stay on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm still a part of the, you know, the large, one of the larger tour. We just did our 100th show, the comedy get down, mm-hmm. touring around the mm-hmm. country, doing arenas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's still great. So I'm live showing up in your city mm-hmm. on that stage, you know, uh, you know, and the opportunity to, you know, to talk to guys like you at all times, you know, people who are keeping their, you know, their, you. you know, their head and finger on the pulse of it. You know, uh, that's what's, that's how it's got to be done at all times, and it's a it's a full circle job, man. And it's really it's really great because I I know that by being socially relevant, it makes you a topical. Because if you're not socially in, in tuned, if you don't have that, if you're not an influencer, you know it can it can it can uh, cost you to lose job opportunities nowadays. It really is a, a uh, major. Yeah, definitely. That's what uh, I mean. Like I said, it is one of the the leading factors of how people are booked. Now, you know, it's interesting that when it comes to television, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily, they've learned this recently, it doesn't necessarily, those who have, yes. you know, millions yes. of people <laughs> following them, it doesn't necessarily transfer yes, to them being a star, to, mm-hmm. to them being a star to, you know, people when they want to go and pay $30, $40 to sit down somewhere and watch you. Absolutely. That's a different thing. If you if it, if it's if it's three, two, two, three minutes on my phone, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. If I got to sit there, then that's a different thing. That's when you, you know, you get the George Clooney's and, you know, and, and, and people who kind of earn their way up. And, you yeah, people do it great. Like Kevin Hart is amazing, yes. and, you know, build his brand from that and, and, and did great from, you know, coming from social media up. But then you have people that, you know, that they, it's hard to survive that way. Say like a Dane Cook who, you know, did it for a long time and then you got to, you then you got to try to maintain with just that. That's a hard thing, the harder thing to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Dane Cook is one of the fantastic comedians out of the Northeast that uh, had a run of movies because he was so popular with that college audience as a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Now, I, I just want to congratulate you. Uh, the last OG, uh, the number one comedy yeah, in 2018, it was renewed for a second season. Yeah. Let's get some applause going there, Cedric. Come on now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but then, but then, this, this, but but this is what I love about you though. You the multi-stream income guy here. You know, you that's being yeah, renewed, man. but you're working on another sitcom that you just shot. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shot a pilot for CBS. Really, uh, uh interesting show. Did it with uh, one of the writers from Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um, is is entitled right loosely right now. Welcome to the neighborhood. But it's about gentrification. It's work. Reverse justification is a white family moves into an all-black neighborhood. So this is about when, you know, you, you know, you start to see the neighborhoods be ours, and then all of a sudden the houses start to get rehabbed, and you look up, and it's, it's a line, line of white people moving in out of nowhere into the hood. So, uh, you know, we started to, we, we, we wanted to uh, look at race like that, and this is really funny, and it's a, an interesting show to do, man. So we're excited about the opportunity that's coming with that, too. It's so funny because, you know, I come from an all-black neighborhood, Fifth Ward in Houston, Texas. And, you know, you always yeah, had, like, man. one white family in a black neighborhood. And I, and I laugh because yeah. this is like this affluent group of white people say, you know, some we don't mind being in this neighborhood. In fact, we don't mind it so much. We're going to push y'all out. And I, I've just seen well, the comedy. Oh, uh, man, you know what? It's starting to really happen all over the country. You know, you'll see that when... You know, the inner cities start to end up being, mm-hmm. you know, back full. You look at Detroit coming back. Right. You look at uh, <laughs> St. Louis. 
it's South Central LA, man. If you go there now, you'll see people over there with labradoodles and priests <laughs> and everything. You like. Wait a minute. I thought this was the hood. No, no. Uh, first of all, you're gonna, the black people being pushed, the Latinos come and push them out, then the white come in and push them out. It's really interesting yeah, because man. in Houston, I was just driving around. I was in Houston this weekend because I, I still live there as well as Atlanta, Georgia. And I was just driving through neighborhoods going, I wish I'd have bought some property. I wish I'd have bought some property. Yeah. Because all these high rises and these stores and, and, and that will never yeah. have been there 15 years ago are now a dominant part of those communities because guess what? They produce tax dollars and tax dollars is the yeah. reason they redo these communities. And that's why I really want to do a quick transition and, uh, because I want to keep you for another break, Cedric, to talk about everything. But yeah. how important the community is for you, being from St. Louis, you know, when all the drama was out there, you didn't run from it. You stayed in the front, you stayed in the front of it, keeping the community calm. Why was that so important for you to do that, Cedric? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, at, at the core of it is is who I am. I don't, you know, I, I I do I do entertainment as a job, but you know, I think that I'm a I'm a person, uh, I'm a black person, I'm a black man, only more of that father, uh, one who is, uh, you know, believes that I have something to say or contribute. Uh, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a person that's out there drumming, the, you know, on, on the bandwagon at all times. I usually try to get in and, and fight the fight where it's really necessary. So uh, with that, I have a lot of influences with people in, mm-hmm. in lot of political roles. I understand that the fight has to be on bigger levels. I know a lot of judges. I know people that know how to get things done. And so that's usually how I try to participate in situations when things uh, go awry. And so it's not about, you know, a lot of, you know, pats on the back and getting a lot of acclaim for it. Uh, so, uh, but, it, you know, it's just, it's just you know, I think being a, you know, a dude raised up with a yes. single mother, mm-hmm. uh, being the only male in that household, mm-hmm. I just always had to have that kind of man-type leadership attitude uh, you know, since I was a young dude, so that's the that's the the way I kind of go about it. So the tour, like, yeah, I got I got you. You threw that out, man. The get down tour, but look here, you were, you were, you were part of one of the all time great, the original kings of comedy. What in your mind yeah. felt this was cool to do this tour, Cedric? I got to ask you that question. It's a good question. Well, you know, I mean, it, that was that was the thing from doing the original kings, of course, you know. Uh, that was event comedy. It was, yes, sir. It was, you know, when we show up in town, it was an it was an event, mm-hmm. and so you know we were, you know, and after after those years, you know, we all kind of went back to our individual corners, and everybody started <laughs> doing their own thing, yeah. and uh, you know, which is great, you know, and uh, and so you know, we all had the ability to go and do shows and do well on our own, but I missed that energy, I missed that camaraderie, and so when this opportunity came about, this was all again uh, George Lopez had called most of us together in order to put up a statue for Richard Pryor. And then, you know, it turned into the tour. And so this was a, you know, this was supposed to be a one-time thing that, you know, again, this past weekend we celebrated our 100th show together. And so, uh, you know, it was just really special, man. And we're still out on the road doing it. We still have the ability to go individually if we want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just the best of both worlds, man. It's like being... You know, like I said, it's got to be like when New Edition was out and then you had Bobby Brown, <laughs> he'll show up and Johnny Gill will come by himself. Then they'll be able to vote and come. And then there'll be all New Edition all at once. You I, like, love yeah. I love I it. I love it. I got nine groups at once. That's well, dope. Well, you know, BET going to do a movie about y'all in a minute. You know that. BET going to oh, do a movie. Man, that was, yeah. Hey, man. I, I know. I, I'm just going to hope they don't get no little boy with no bad hairline. <laughs> hey, Cedric, man, I appreciate you taking the time and allowing me to promote your brand. 
friend. Uh, I, I, I'm a friend, brother. You know, I believed in you. I'm a, a fan of you, a friend of you. And you know that uh, anything you need, always reach out to me. I promote it on my social media. I don't understand the value of the social media. But right now, congratulations on being renewed for a second season on the yeah. last OG on TBS, yeah. and also uh, I'm gonna keep my prayers out for your new the new sitcom that you just taped at CBS. I want you to win in all directions yeah. and keep winning, Cedric. I appreciate you. All right, man. I appreciate it, Rashawn. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> bye bye. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations. Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product or start selling products, the universe doesn't have to deal with you. Money Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success. It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money. <laughs> Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000-plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and I'm here live, Money Making Conversations, uh, live in Atlanta, Georgia, iHeartRadio podcast, um, Sirius XM, HBCU schools. You hear me live out there. We're changing lives with uh, information about entrepreneurship, about entertainment. Uh, My next guest, he's live in studio, which is always fantastic. The game of basketball has been very, very good to my next guest. He's a former NBA All-Star. If I I say anything wrong, check me, okay? I'll correct you. Okay. World champion with the San Antonio Spurs, Olympian, businessman, broadcaster, philanthropist, and after playing 14 seasons in the NBA, he became, you can see him in popular TV commercials, which I always enjoy him in. He looks so relaxed because I can't act. So whenever I see anybody looking that relaxed, I always go, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> covers, covers, you know, back college basketball scene nightly on NBA TV in some cold suit. You know, he don't have a cold suit on today, but he got the cold suit on NBA Today uh, TV. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Steve Smith. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I like that so, intro. You can do that again. Absolutely. But uh, you don't have the cold suit on with the little, you know. Uh, the pocket square. Yeah, pocket square and everything. So so what is the image of Steve Smith? What is Steve Smith's brand, I guess I can say? I, I would say Steve Smith's brand is just being himself. Yes, sir. Um, a, a humble person. The from first, the, that voice. He already got that voice. He went into Steve Smith's voice. It's just a natural. Just, just a natural? Just a natural, my friend. Uh, I just a kid from the east side of Detroit. Okay, got a chance because of that round basketball you yes, talked sir. about. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a chance to take me around the world, mm-hmm. and obviously for me, um, it's taken me where I still haven't had a job. I always yes, tell sir. people I haven't got a job yet because I'm doing stuff I love and Absolutely. dream to do. So, dreamed of playing an NBA, mm-hmm. and obviously that dream came true. Never thought and dreamed I'd be in broadcasting, but that was something I said that'd be a fun job. And but God how willing. did that how did that happen? Because you say you never thought because you were just 100 percent athlete, correct? 
more than just an athlete, but I think um, at the end of my career, I never thought I'd be in broadcasting. I was sitting at a restaurant, and some of the Turner executives were there that I got a chance to meet mm-hmm. and be around because I'm here in Atlanta and played here. Mm-hmm. And they said, Steve, would you want to be in broadcasting? I said, no, 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 not at all. That's not for me. <laughs> didn't go over to school for that. And they said, why not? And that, the reason they caught me because they said, why not? I didn't have an answer for right, why right. not. Mm-hmm. So I went in and did a demo, and obviously they said, uh, we think you'd be good. Why don't you think about mm-hmm. staying in basketball mm-hmm. and covering the Hawks? And I mm-hmm. tell people, Boy, covering the Hawks at that time, they couldn't win a game. You had to come up with stories. You had to come up with different down 30. That was good training. You, you, you that was good you training. You couldn't lie to people. You right, just had to come right, on right. and just keep talking about basketball. I think it expanded me as a broadcaster for a team that wasn't doing well at the time. Right. Okay, so so here's something I want to talk about as education because my degree is in mathematics, and it took me seven years to get my degree. Okay. But I thought I always tell people that you can't repo education. And so you went back and got your degree. Why? My mom, I promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got a chance to go to Michigan State University my junior year, I had this little thought mm-hmm. that I was going to come out. And my dad and I said, no, you're not coming out early. You're going <laughs> all four years. And then obviously when I finished, I only had 11 credits left. Wow. And then you know how you start procrastinating. Wow. Well, I'm going to do that in the summer. Right, right. The summer started to go on. Right. And, but my mom eventually, you know, my rookie year passed. Mm-hmm. And I always had that voice in my mind, you going back, getting your degree. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I, after a time, it really hit me was when my kid said, Dad, you don't have your degree. Because I said, hey, you going to college, getting your degree. Right, and they said, right. you don't have your degree. Right. So that was the kick in my butt to make me go back right. and get you can't, my degree. You can't talk noise if you're not applying it yourself. And I say the hardest thing, just having 11 credits left. Seemed like that was nothing when I first left. Oh, I go back and do right, it. Right, right. After years kept going and going, you always made excuse. But mm-hmm. after the kids and that little voice, my mom made me go back. Well, it's important that you, I, you know, what reason I like it? Because that means that you're a goal person. The goals are important to you. It's important to you in athletics. And in this part, it's important to you in life because of the fact that I would tell you, if you set a goal, you can actually, you know, you can actually hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. And so once you got that degree, you can start holding your kids accountable. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I could stick my chest out and say, hey, I did it. Dad did it. So you have to. But I, I would say more than just that degree, just having that experience, being on that college campus. And um, I tell you, I'll take that into the next segment. That was the reason why I started my Steve Smith Scholarship Fund. I was we back, talking that. We talking that. We talking that. This is your show. This is Steve Smith's show. Come I, 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 I on now. I was back home speaking, obviously, about basketball to the entire uh, high school, my high school, Persian high school. And a young lady stood up and said, Steve, you know, I want to go to college. Wow. Uh, I don't have enough funds and money and financial wow. means to go to college. I did everything everybody told me to do. I'm a 4.0 student. I've only missed class two or three times in my entire school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have enough money to go to school. And how can I go without athletics? And that's mm-hmm. when it started to me. I needed to help and do something to have kids from my high school, my community. Well, get the a first chance. thing is to like reach in your own personal pocket. Yeah, you did. Right. I had to. Right. So what, what, what triggered that next step? You know, getting other people involved and getting them involved in the point of that I can't do this by myself. What pushed that what that opportunity in your mind? I think anything, you know, this is being successful. You're not going to ever do it alone. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it was my, you know, I call it Team Smith, my parents, you know, my mom's voice, even though she's passed, my dad, my parents, my wife, mm-hmm. my community, understanding that mm-hmm. um, this is something I wanted to do. And then obviously reaching in that, that pocket was, uh, <laughs> it, it, it was, hmm, I, I got that hmm look from my wife. You're, gonna, you're about to donate how much? $2.5 million? Yes. She mm-hmm. said, why? Right. And, I, mm-hmm. and after you explain why, it all makes sense. And for me, it was something I wanted to do. And like I said, I always had that voice of my mom in my head. And, that's, and so how, how has basketball been a, because the, the beauty about you is superstar in college. We got to say that. Uh, superstar, because you don't be an all-star without being a superstar. And the NBA, Olympian. That's that, you know, that's rare opportunity right there. 
how has that helped you in life, being that successful? And then, and then, like you said, somebody approached you by being a, an announcer. You went, oh, that's not me. And so now you're so successful in this world. How is that happening? You know, I think it goes back, um, you know, that voice is from my mom. But then on that other side is my dad. 37 years, he drove the city city of Detroit bus. Mm-hmm. Hard work, watching right. him get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, coming back at 9 o'clock at night. He drove the bus for 37 years, so wow. I made him retire. Mm-hmm. Just hard work. And I think whenever you put your mind to someone, you start to put in your stamp where you're going to go in and you got to put in more work than anybody else to be successful. And I think you never measure yourself on, I want to be better than you. I want to be better than you. You want to be the best version of yourself by putting in hard work. Okay. Steve Smith, the personality that that's the person that I see on TV, these commercials, you you seem so, see, I I just want to get into Steve Smith. You're the guy keeps saying, well, you know, I just want to play basketball. I just want to, but you're so natural, Steve. I'm mad at you because you can do so many good things that are natural. Why? I can't sing. Why? Oh, okay. Well, you, you know something? That's, that's Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Can't do everything. Don't worry about that. There you go, see. <laughs> but I can't act, though. But I didn't stop me from making money. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so you're natural. Talk about that whole process because I'm sure when people approach you about commercials, it was a doubt in your head. People approach you about being on TV at the national level, uh, covering college basketball, sideline reporting. There were always doubts. And I always try to use this show to – Break through those doubts. Break through those those moments where mm-hmm. you are afraid. But you broke through. Why? You got to try. I mean, that's the one thing is mm-hmm. you're not going to succeed unless you try. And I think always it's a wisdom going out there and talking to people. I always say tell kids, seek wisdom. Seek people like yourself to get a chance to been there before you. Ask people. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I think more importantly is when you define yourself it's hard to mess up being you. If you right. just be yourself, right. whether it's good or bad and smiles as eyes, it's always going to be true to you. So I always... Uh, I guess pride myself on being me. Well, the cool thing about it is that, and I guess the cool, the the the, the, the I guess the ultimate part that you were playing it out on a large stage. You know, I guess you can say, you know, when you were doing it for the Hawks, wasn't nobody watching because the team was so bad. <laughs> so that was that was good, 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 great good training practice, ground. Great for, training, great yes. training ground. But when you when 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 the stage kept getting bigger and having an opinion, because you know, as an analyst, you have to have an opinion. You have to meet these same players. You have to couch. You know, you have to be relevant because, you know, as, as a fan, we can see through and go, well, he ain't saying nothing. Right. So so as, a, as an analyst, how do you gauge that maintaining I got to tell the truth, but also maintain the relationship? Or does it matter? No, it, it does matter. I think, first of all, is I, I just love the game of basketball. Yes, sir. Since mm-hmm. I three or four years old, I was always, I've always had a ball in my hand. Mm-hmm. Then I think uh, I'm going to watch it at the high school level. I'm going to play it. I'm going to coach it. And it doesn't have anything to do with finances. I would have played this game just because of the love of it. Mm-hmm. I think the next part about it is I'm always around it. I, I, I've been around AAU. I've been around kids. I, I keep in touch with all my friends and family mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. the country mm-hmm. about kids in this game of basketball. It, and so for me to get a chance to be on TV, I'm just naturally talking like we would be talking if we were at home. Right, right, just right. Just keeping right. out some of those words that right. you can't say on air. Absolutely. But other than that is. Keep a lot of the pepper out. Keep it all salt <laughs> no pepper. There you go. <laughs> and I just think, you know, being able to break down a game from my eyes, from a guy that's seen in so many different ways, and obviously each year you get more experience, it helps. And also staying relevant. you got to talk to the young group about the game of basketball. And then obviously going to guys like George Gervin, Spencer Haywood, mm-hmm. guys wow. like, that taught me the game mm-hmm. from the city of Detroit and the state of Michigan, you keep those two together and you're somewhere in the middle. You always got to talk to older guys who've done it because they Absolutely. have their vision. Absolutely. Then, then my youngsters, the, the youngsters telling me about the crossovers and different things. Entrepreneur, real estate. Tell us how you got started. How you got started in that. Well, my guys, when I left Michigan State, I was uh, staying in an apartment. 
Uh-huh. Uh, and then the management company is called DTN Management. And then my business guys always told me this. There's a few things that, you know, obviously is not going anywhere. Right. You never seen pretty much a university closed down. <laughs> you haven't seen casinos closed down or hospitals. <laughs> so put your money. Which mm-hmm. one would you want to do, Steve? Mm-hmm. And I said university. That makes the more sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your um, brand. Mm-hmm. When you look at it, there's always a kid wants to have his wants to be at a university. They're all Michigan State is fifty some thousand. It's gonna go to forty eight, but it's gonna be within forty eight to fifty two thousand mm-hmm. since I've been around. Mm-hmm. And if you can have real estate around a university or a hospital mm-hmm. or a casino, uh-huh. th- those industries are pretty much not going anywhere. So I bought my one unit right. at 33000 in 1992. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've been buying a box of 100 units now ever since then. And, you know, we've we've done pretty good and it's still going. So so you have a management company that handles that? Yep, DTN Management. And that's how, that's how it works. So that's how you're, you're foray. That's so, as a, so you're making money while you sleep. That's what I, that's what I want to do. So, so always you, so you into the multiple streams of income while i'm sleeping that's what i want to do <laughs> i don't want to work too hard this well, ain't not well, a job well, i want to keep these jobs I well, well the beauty job. of what i always tell people is that you know I, when you when you show up for a basketball game or you, you show up for an interview that's called working wealthy you know the wealth you're trying to get is what you're talking about with this real estate or anything that you have out there i always tell people that that multiple stream of income makes you sleep comfortably mm-hmm. and also tells you you can say no Yes. Comfortably and say, I don't feel like doing that comfortably. It's my time. I love my time. You, your time and uh, you, you, you can't, you haven't used it on your golf game. Though. I don't think you said <laughs> that. So, so I don't, so where are you spending your time? Up here, because the reason I ask that is that what's the next stage in life for a successful, good looking guy? Ooh, you, I appreciate that. You, you, you may need some glasses, but you're right. Just stop this, dude. I cast <laughs> people for a living, okay? So where do you go? Do, 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 have people approached you about, uh, Hosting shows, uh, uh, producing, uh, you know, any type of mediums today. Where you want to go with your brain? You know what? I, I haven't. I'm sure people would. I just haven't opened that door to them. I think for me is I've had that door closed to a lot of different avenues. Absolutely. Just because my focus has been my kids. Right. Focus has been my family. Right. And and like and, you said, I've been comfortable. So I've been able to, I wouldn't say say no. Right, just right. Just haven't been out there searching and reaching. And then the money doesn't drive me. Right. That's one thing is I... I I signed my first Reebok contract was more than what my dad made. Absolutely. And I'm mm-hmm. not measuring myself to my dad, but I always said never chase it. Right. Never chase it. Right. Organically right. let it come and obviously put in hard work. And, it'll and that's what is happening with your whole life. That's why you look so comfortable. Next, for me, though, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I want to get more real estate. Yes, sir. For me and also kids. I want to do camps all over the country for kids and obviously mm-hmm. um, provide some way where kids. When you say kids, camps all over the country, what does that basketball mean? Basketball camps. Okay. Where there's education camps. Okay. Um, love reading. Okay. I want to be, definitely, I want to have one of those large book clubs where okay. everybody understands kids. If you can read, you almost can read yourself out of poverty. You can read yourself out of problems. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think pe- kids can do. Well, you know, some are those in are, are those still in the planning stages? Or are you always in the planning stages? Okay, we got to move it from planning to action. There you go. You got the goals. You never been. You, uh, let me tell you something. When you sit next to a successful person, Steve, you realize that that's what they're going to do. Surrounding yourself with the right people. This will create that that next step because you've said that constantly that you've never done anything by yourself. Never. And that's so. So moving forward, besides man, shoot it, you know, I've shot that basketball. Oh yeah, from, uh, from from the baseline, from the corner. Yeah. Yeah. From the from the elbow, <laughs> you've been very good. Hey man, I want to thank uh, Steve Smith for coming on my show. I uh, just just sharing your story, man. I appreciate you. you Thanks are, for having me. Thank you for having you the show amazing, with to share this story. Well, you know, you're you're an amazing guy, and uh, I think that when people see this side of you, it's, it's a big blessing for them because they need to know that there's an evolution in any athlete's life. 
and their evolution is now affecting people in a positive way. And I, I the story about your son being in your his grandmother's building, that's um I'm gonna take that with me and Appreciate smile it. a long time. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be right back with more money making conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. <laughs> I'm laughing because he's on the phone and he's been driving me nuts because he knows I know him. He's my fraternity brother. You listen to Money Making Conversation. He's a nationally syndicated radio host, a reality TV star, a TV personality, an incredible stand-up comedian, an author, book dropped last October from Simon & Schuster, actor and businessman. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Ricky Smiley. Hey, hey Rashawn. I also do landscaping, like real talk. Real, you, no, 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 no. No, I know you can Rashawn, barbecue. Rashawn. I know you can barbecue now. I know you can barbecue. Where's the Rashawn, landscaping problem? Rashawn, me and my granddaddy used to have a landscaping business. I still do it on the side because I flip houses. So I go ahead and get the property maintained. I keep properties maintained that I own. Uh-huh. So you flipping houses and you doing and, landscaping? Yeah, now, Rashawn, I just put out some scots. I just put out some scots weed and feed. Yeah, he knows. He telling the truth, I, y'all. He telling the truth now. So, so, so if I'm if I'm name if I'm if and then move my company, keep keep on there with the friends. I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing landscaping right now while I'm doing this. Y'all yeah, be messing around with shut. <laughs> when I get off the air, I go. <laughs> I will go to a house. I would I will sit up there. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I get that work in, man. I believe in landscaping. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, I don't care how big a celebrity you are. Yes, sir. You're still a man. Absolutely. I still fix cars. Yes, I still cut grass. I still okay. pull oh, weeds. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, what cars you fixing, though, Ricky Smiley? Now, I know. Anything I, American-made, Rashawn, I don't know how to fix. Uh, je- uh, uh, I can fix anything American-made. I know how to pull a... Uh, Pull the alternator off. And cool. on. I, I can do that. What about the starter? What about the starter? I know how to do a, a, a starter, voltage regulator. There you go. You know, all of that little top stuff. But what I can't do, I can't pull a transmission because I don't have two. That transmission, that's a real job there. See, I can do the starter. Yeah, this, I can do the radiator. This, this I can real, do the battery. The battery. I'm, 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 I'm all Rashawn, battery. <laughs> Rashawn, I can do it like I can do it like it ain't nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah, so, 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 so that's so, so that's why I should add that to your intro, or anybody should add that to your intro. Landscaping to your intro now. Landscaping, and uh, I don't know what you call people that flip houses. But, flip houses. You know, that's what you call yeah. them. House flippers. House flippers. Absolutely. House flippers. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Now let's talk about. And I don't, and I don't oh. flip them and set them and set them up for Section Eight. I get people that's gonna pay some real rent. Real rent. Real money. Real money, real money. You don't have to go find them. They they don't have that sad story because you know they know you on TV. They know you on the radio, so they right. know they're gonna have a sad story for you. Look at how I'm doing. So you you have to worry about that. Right. Go get the people with the money, so they won't have to worry about that sad story. I'm with you now, Ricky. Absolutely. I'm not running from you. I'm not running from you. So so is that yeah, another TV show? Right out of, is that another TV yeah, show? Yeah, you get them right you? out of medical school. Mm-hmm. You know, house already got furniture in it, uh-huh. already decorated. Yes, sir. And you get the stuff, yes, sir. And you you, you let them, they walk in the house, and the only thing they have to do is buy their clothes. Their parents got money; they write you a big check, and they move in. And you happy? And you very happy? I am happy. Today has been a good two days, man. I know. I know. 
I used the weed eater. I used the lawnmower. I put on some Scotch weed and feed. Got my spreader. Right. I got the sprinklers out and stuff to make sure you know uh, that that fertilizer get into that grass to kill that crab grass. But uh, I got Bermuda grass. I got fescue grass. I got Zoich sixty four grass in some of the yards. So see now how I know all of that stuff. Well, you know the thing about it is that I cannot argue with you because I do the same thing. You said everything. Excuse me, I, I, was right. for, I was looking for you to slip up. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't slip up at no. all. Because, you know, you, you, do, you do your weed no. and feed between February and May. That's when you do your weed and feed. Because you got to come back later on with Absolutely. the full. With the full so you can you can build that that that, that good green look. But you got to get rid of the weeds early. Right. Get rid of, now, do you drop down you any got, ant killer? Do you put any ant killer out there for those fire ants? I mix it in with the weed and feed. Oh, see, see, see. Mix it in. See, he country. Mix it in he with country. the spreader. He's straight country, man. You straight country. Absolutely, Rasan. Rasan. Am I your boy or what? Am I, I your boy? I, 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 man, I'm a Houston, Texas boy talking to a Birmingham boy, uh, two Southern boys. Right. I, can, I can't argue no more about you don't know what you're doing. Remember earlier I said, really, landscaping, really. But when you talk about you mixing yeah. fire and killer and weed and feed together and rolling out there, whoo, brother, you on point with your game. Yeah. So Rick, how you how you Absolutely. have time to do all this extra stuff? Let's talk about that morning show before we get to Dish Nation, before we get to the tour. This okay. morning show, man, I just want to I want to back back a little bit about you're a funny guy. You're known for for incredible characters, uh, you're humanitarian, but you're really a social activist, and that's a major oh, yeah. a major uh, desire for people to understand that you care and you will put aside step aside step past a joke. To make people understand that we have to take this serious. Why is that so important to you, Ricky Smiley? Well, you don't want people walking up to you. Uh, do look down. Make me laugh. People ain't going to have no respect for you as a person if you don't stand for something. Mm-hmm. It, people don't celebrate Muhammad Ali because he knocked out, uh, beat Joe Frazier. People celebrate Muhammad Ali because of what he stood for. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali put it all on the line. When you make, I don't care how much money you make. Mm-hmm. I don't care how successful you are. Mm-hmm. If you don't stand for something, mm-hmm. what what what's, what if 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 you if 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 you ain't willing to die for something, you're not fit to live. Right, right, right. And that's what you and, understand. And, but but you it, say that with passion, though. You know, and I say that which means that it's not a it's not something you're saying that just in the cavalier. And I've always no, known sir. that about you because because and you know because you you are really you know like I said God has blessed us all because we're talking right here on the phone on the phone on the radio podcast all Sirius XM all these formats. But the thing about it is that it's right. more important that you understand that you have a strong community involvement. And there is the joke is not bigger than than the community, and and, and delivering the right no, message, sir. and that's that's consistent with you. Why no, is sir. that? I mean, I mean, Rashawn, you know, God has been good to you. God gives you a responsibility. Yes, sir. You know, uh, 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 reach one, teach one. Man, you got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. You got to help people. Mm-hmm. You got you a nice house. You got you a couple of cars. Mm-hmm. So it ain't about you. Mm-hmm. See, in my book, I talk about you know when my grandmama died. Then I left the cemetery and got on the plane and went and did a show that night. Mm. I did a show mm-hmm. with the same suit with tears and snot in it mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that I wore to my grandmama's funeral. Mm-hmm. Because guess what, Rashawn? Their grandmama died, too. Mm-hmm. And their mama died. Mm-hmm. And their daddy died. Mm-hmm. And their kids died. Mm-hmm. And they got cancer. Mm-hmm. And they got leukemia. Mm-hmm. So who are you to cancel the show? Much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. You got to go out here 
and do God's work. You know what I do on my birthday? I don't walk around all month with money pent to me, thinking everybody's supposed to stop <laughs> and turn back with somersaults for my little stinking birthday. You know what I do on my birthday, Rashawn? The lady that gave birth to me, I go pick her up, mm-hmm. and we go to the Salvation Army, and we put on aprons, and I buy a birthday cake and cut it up and feed it to the homeless and have my birthday every year with the homeless. Because Jesus Christ said, what about the least of these? You understand what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what it's all about. And, you know, because and, and, and this year... when. Now, that's huh? important. I just want to say that. that I've never heard that story, and I'm saying it's not true, because of the fact that you're not trying to publicize that story, correct? You know, it's about nah. it's a personal thing that you realize that it, 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 it kind of like humanizes you. You know, it brings you back to reality of where you could be if things didn't go right in your life. Right. 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 I'm telling you, man, you know, you look and you see people suffer, man. God give you a spirit of discernment as a comedian. Because when you walk up on stage and you're looking at them people in the eyes and people that work their ass off to put together $50 to come see you perform, yes, sir. you look at their shoes, their jewelry, their clothes, you can look in their eyes and tell that they wither in a way that they're sick, you know, the hair coming out because they got cancer, and you point them out. And you tell them to come to the front of the stage and you tell them to come backstage. I can't even tell you how many obituaries all over the country where my picture is inside the obituary where I took a picture with that loved one because God let me see it. Wow. He let me love on them people, and them people be like, wow, and here you are. And I, I'm, I'm going to do this, man. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I got on playing. I think about Miss Mary Ann and, and Mr. James. You know, and Miss Andrews, all these people that wrote me who got cancer, I went on the plane and walked in their living room and how happy and excited that they was. Mm-hmm. Now, here, go, here I am, wake up and do a morning show. I get to perform in front of millions every morning. Mm-hmm. And then here go these other folks, wake up every day facing death. Mm-hmm. And, you, mm-hmm. and, and, and I have a responsibility to go see about them. Even if I go and take pictures, I went and hugged. Hug, uh, hug that man. That man gripped me up and stood up with one leg mm-hmm. to take a picture with me. I said, "I said you gonna stand up?" He said, "Man, he said I'm gonna take stand up and take this picture with you because <laughs> I can't believe that you in my living room." <laughs> so that's and, like and, that's and, a Make and, a Wish and, Foundation and, format. That's that's what you do. You're making yeah. wishes come true. Man, man, you know, and he, in two weeks he was gone. You know, Reverend Reverend Pars. He was a man that and and, 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 and taught school and and then helped people and, and did all these wonderful things and stuff for people. And then he got cancer. You know, we buried him last week. But just able to make people smile, and we bought him a church van. We fixed up his fellowship hall and his church mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, man, that's why I, I use the brand mm-hmm. in order to do good. You understand? I, I could have been, been by this big of a star if I would have went to L.A. and pursued it. No, no, but no, stop, no, stop, 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 you a big star. Now, these two tours are coming up, which I've never heard of in my life, a, a talent as big as you being on two significant uh, tours, one with uh, Martin Lawrence right. and one with uh, Mike Epps. Um, yeah. Okay, now, let me just break down the dates so people can know. You can go to Ticketmaster uh, March 3rd. He'll be in St. Louis. May, I mean, May, May 3rd, he'll be in St. Louis. May 10th, he'll be in Tampa. May 26th, I got to come see you because you'll be in Houston, Texas. May June 8th, you'll be right. in Chicago. June 9th, at Capital One Center, that's in Washington, D.C. That's the Martin Lawrence tour. That's the Martin Lawrence tour. 
and June 15th right. at the Bridgestone in Nashville. That's the Martin Lawrence tour. And, you know, we're going to tell you who's right. all on the tour. The next tour is the Mike Epps Platinum Comedy Tour. That's May 4th. Right. That's in uh, uh, Mississippi, right. which is right outside of Memphis. And then it's, that's uh, May 5th. Right. He's in Dallas, Texas, you know, at the Verizon Center. Everybody know where that's at. And then May 13th, he's right. in Steve Harvey's hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Right. Okay, now, that means you're busy. That means you, you're going to be able to put some kids yeah. through college. You can do some landscaping. You can do some more flipping houses. You can do all that stuff. Uh -huh. Who's on the show with you? Who's What fools are sharing the stage with you? I know Tony Rock. I heard he's out there with you. D-Ray, yeah, I heard Tony he's Rock, out there with Michael, you. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Blackston. Oh, no. Not Michael Blackston. Black Blackston. Yeah. Is he yeah, still showing man, his Michael butt? Blackson. Is he still showing his butt? <laughs> no, nah, he stay dressed. Okay, <laughs> but, but but he's funny. But they all are on the tour, man. Adele Gibbons. Um, wow, Adele. Wow. Uh, and the tour is absolutely hilarious. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you we have a good time, we have a good time. Now to be on this tour because it's like you know because you know you have a certain energy. We're talking about say energy. You have Martin Lawrence energy, and then you have Mike Epps energy. Right. Mike Epps energy is more aligned, I think, with your energy. Now, Martin now, Lawrence, now, the uh, difference uh, is, mm -hmm. the, the, the difference is, the Martin Lawrence to it, like, personally, as a comedian, mm -hmm. is really, really laid back and professional, mm -hmm. and <laughs> it's just, it's professional, right, right. and it's like, you know you're on a tour with Martin Lawrence, with Mike Epp, it's a little bit more laid back, right. because it's Mike, you right. know? Right, right, and, right, uh, right. Uh, but, you, you know, so that that's the difference, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but, but. With Martin Lawrence tour, you know, you get butterflies in your stomach and mm -hmm. you want to do everything right because you're working with a, a, a comedic icon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A, yes, sir. A yes, sir. real icon. You're working with a Richard Pryor, a Flip Wilson, a Eddie Murphy. is Martin Lawrence. So you have that opportunity to, to do that tour with him. So you try to do everything right. That's 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 the, that's the only, that's, that's the first time in 20 years that I lost sleep. Right. Over a comedy show. My man, you make me happy because your butt is on that phone. <laughs> hey, hey, Ricky Smiley, I love you, man. I got to say that to the world. And I hope everybody understands that you're beyond the jokes. And that's another time. I want you to do it uncensored. I want you to do an uncensored, man, on TV One. I want the people to hear you. I'm going to call them and say, I'm going to call them and tell them to hook me up. Hey, you need to do it uncensored, man, on TV One. I'm going to call D'Angelo Steed and tell her, Make sure we get Ricky Smiley an uncensored in 2018, 2019. Okay? Keep winning, brother. Hey, man, thank you for letting me be on your show. Thank you for the opportunity, Rashawn. You're the best, man. We owe each other lunch and dinner. Soon. Soon. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations. Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product right. or start selling products, the universe doesn't have to deal with you. 
Money Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success. It's good to have a money making conversation with somebody that make money. <laughs> Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. Rashawn McDonald, celebrating one year on the air. Money Making Conversations has been amazing. Um, when you when you start an idea, when you start an idea about changing people's lives, and that's what this show is all about. Uh, it's, it's a free, it's for free. I'm not up here trying to charge people. There's nothing pops up immediately saying that you owe me some money, but you have to have you do that to change people's life. You have to have guests that that open people's mind. My next guest is one of those special people. Um, she was my very first guest when I launched Money Making Conversation a year ago. Uh, and that's how special she is. I was just Rashawn McDonald. She didn't know where it was being broadcast. She's an incredible entertainer, author, and entrepreneur. She is a force on the stage, screen, and kitchen. Her website is Patty LaBelle. Her Facebook is Patty LaBelle. Her Instagram is Miss Patty LaBelle. And her Twitter account is Miss Patty Patty. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Miss Patty LaBelle. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Patty Patty. Girl, oh, you are a brand. You are a brand. Oh. I, and, and I had to put it out there, let everybody know. You know, you're in control of your name. You know, because some people there go, I am the real, I am this, the one and only. No, 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 no. I'm Miss Patty LaBelle. Right? <laughs> one night only. That's who I am. And that's yeah, a nice speaking. That's 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 a great uh congratulations on all your success being an entrepreneur. But I want before we get into that part, I want to talk about you being on VH1's Mother's Day special, which airs tonight. Dear Mama, a yeah. love letter to moms mm -hmm. premiering again on VH1 tonight. It's 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hosted by my good friend Lala Anthony and my boy Anthony Anderson. Mm -hmm. Tell us about what you're doing on the show tonight. Well, I'm surprising Puff Daddy's mother with um, one of her sons, the Patty LaBelle's that she loves. Uh, you are my friend. Ooh. And I, I just, I mean, <laughs> I was so happy to have been asked to do this, you know, and mm -hmm. I've known Puff and his mother for a long time, and they're so genuine. Mm -hmm. And how could you say no to something like that? Well, you know, you, you know you're a conversationalist in concert because I've seen you many times. And you are mm -hmm. you, you move people and you motivate people through your music. I've seen people I've seen people cry. I've seen people go to church in your concerts. That that that, mm. that carries a lot of uh, responsibility when you do a show, doesn't it, Patty? Yeah, of course it does. Because once I uh, before we go on stage, we have prayer, of course, and then my musical director and I we go over the list. It's like twenty songs for an hour and. Uh, 30 minutes or ever how long I can be on stage. But whenever I go out and see the audience, that list changed every day. I never, wow. but you saw five shows in a row, Patty. <laughs> yeah, same song. Every night the same song will be different because I sing it differently. I, I interpret things differently every mm -hmm. time I get on stage. So well, you can never predict what Patty's going to sing or now, say. <laughs> uh, uh, now, and I believe that. Now you got a big concert, Mother's mm -hmm. Day concert coming up May 13th. 
at the James L. McKnight yeah. Center, which I've been there many times with Steve Harvey. I, that's a great facility if anybody's oh, ever been there. It's it awesome. Is. In Miami, Florida. Yeah. And if you want any additional mm-hmm. dates, go to pattylabelle.com and you can that's get the fun. tickets. <laughs> now let's let's go to this acting, uh, this acting that you're doing now, you know. You own uh, you on uh, the star, Fox's T V show <clears throat> star, you're playing Queen Latifah's mother, Christine. Tell us about that role. Well, Queen Latifah is one of my best friends from back in the day, and she always would call me sort of like mom. Right, And, right. you know, since her mother died, it's like I sang at her mother's funeral. Mm-hmm. I uh, I accepted Queen's Award in Philadelphia about a week after her mother passed because she couldn't accept it. Mm-hmm. And when I heard I was going to play her mother, I said, this is just <laughs> perfect. But then when I heard I was playing a gangster, like a gangster mom. I said, okay, this must be a stretch. But most of my friends said, it's not a stretch. You gangster anyway. Thank you. Thank so you. Thank I, you. <laughs> what you see is who you get. And I am that woman. Oh, that's so, beautiful. Um, Brandy, Brandy is also my daughter on this uh, right. show, mm-hmm. sir. And I'm going to go back and do some more uh, episodes mm-hmm. with Lee Daniels. And uh, I mean, I'm happy to do that mm-hmm. show. And then I'm on the show Greenleaf, Oprah Winfrey's on the OWN Network. I'm playing a ma- minister. I'm a pastor. Okay, pastor so you're playing a gangster. You're playing a gangster mom on the star, <laughs> and you're playing a minister <laughs> mom, a minister on Greenleaf. Patty, a minister woman. A minister woman. Yes, so you, that's diversity there, girl. That's diversity. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then on uh, Netflix, I'm playing Patty LaBelle. I am uh, Alan Arkin's wife dies, and it's with um, mm-hmm. Jay Leno and Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing Patty LaBelle singing Lady Marmalade at her funeral. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's a stretch to sing that kind of song at a funeral. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been offered things, and mm-hmm. I'm just happy to be in the position that I am at 73 because usually when you age, uh, you uh, things don't come to you as much. You know, you 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 disappear. Right. And right. I've not I've not been you know disappearing with folks and it's just a blessing you know i i know that it could happen the other way totally for me but it's happening in a great way well you know that's why and i mentioned I'm opening my heart. that's why i mentioned Thank the you. social media to you because you are relevant and that's that's really the difference in mm. being 73 20 years ago and being 73 today yeah. because you are relevant on facebook you're relevant on twitter you're relevant on instagram and it used to be just having a website and a fan club so don't, don't undersell yourself because of the fact that you've made yourself a topical brand. And I always tell people about that, especially as an entrepreneur. You being so topical mm-hmm. means that we can follow you as fans. You, your engagement, whenever you post something on your social media, is powerful yeah. and relevant. And also you post inspirational quotes, too, that inspire us to realize that, you know, there's no age when you cannot be successful. That's what your vision is for me. And, and you know what? Also, that made me feel so great is when I did Dancing with the Stars at 71. And yes. after that, at the airport, the grocery markets, people saying, you did that at 71, so we can do anything we want. I said, anything you put your heart to, mm-hmm. it's just a number. It's not a stopper. Now, let's talk about well, this. Let's talk about this, this cooking show. Because I'm tired <laughs> of people. I'm going to tell you, I don't know how word got out that I was bringing you on my show. <laughs> but I've had at least uh-huh. three celebrities call me go, how can I give Rishon? Just ask Patty. How can I get booked on her cooking show? So please tell the world, oh. Patty, how do you get your guests for your show? Because I'm tired. I'm talking driving up here today. I got two texts. Please tell Patty I want to be okay. on her show. Please tell Patty. So how do you get on your uh, show, Patty? Oh, my goodness. Mm. 
Well, first of all, you don't have to be a celebrity. Oh, you know, okay. Cooking show. You can be just an everyday woman or man or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a lot of celebrities that's been on the show because I just come out and ask them. Mm-hmm. And so if there are any celebrities that want to ask me, can they be on, just go to pattylabelle.com and put it out there, and I'll let you know if you're worthy. But I'm only joking. You're all worthy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the gangster side of you. Can't <laughs> That was the gangster side of you. I, I love I love watching your show because because you know you 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 know you pick stuff up with your hands because your hands are clean because you know a lot of cooking shows you know oh. everything everything what? is with forks and everything but when you cook it in your kitchen come on now no. your hands you are clean. Lie. I remember when Jr. And, and you know take mm-hmm. off and take off those rings. You can't be mixing hamburgers and meat go. with rings on. There you go. Ooh. There you go. There you go. No, I've no. done some things with the rings on, but it's not with mixing. You can't mix stuff with dirty fingernails and rings. You cannot you know, do that. You, you cannot do that. Hand. You absolutely tell the truth. You have to do- now, let me ask you this about the <laughs> Patty's Good Life line, which is currently includes mm-hmm. pies, cobblers. This the entrepreneurship side of what I want to just keep in, at 73 that you're becoming a, a, a brand with banana pudding and fancy cakes <laughs> all available at Walmart. Yeah. Where is that uh, at right now? Tell us uh, how. I know it's exploding. Well, I, well, tell us so about it. it. It's exploding. And I'm, I'm also, uh, uh, I have bedding, you know, at Macy's. I have bedding at um, Walmart also. And I have, I have so many other things. It's like 28 items about to appear, you know, uh, my brand. Mm-hmm. And we're just moving right along with quality <laughs> uh, items. And, and nothing that's so bad or Taste so nasty you don't want to eat, or something not so soft that you don't want to put on your bed. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm doing the best I can with what I have, and what I have is my son, who is my manager, and his two friends, Alex and Charles. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. who pushed me like crazy, and for years they've been working for this good life brand. And the sweet potato pies were the uh, first thing that you know we put out there, and they did quite quite well. And they're still doing well. Well, you know, the thing I just want to tell everybody about, you know, we, you'll be on VH1 tonight on uh, the VH1 mm-hmm. uh, Dear Mama special. And you'll be in concert right. on the, uh, May 13th at James L. Knight in Miami, Florida. But you are such a brand mm-hmm. and you're such a topical inspiration. And the fact that when I'm talking to you, you you, you seem so happy because you're so happy because the variety, that, that multiple streams of income is surrounding your life. Mm-hmm. It, did you see this coming? I know your son, you know, I know him very well. And he was always, mm-hmm. we can do more, we can do more. And to see it coming into fruition, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that, Patty? <sighs> my thoughts would be on that, that it should have happened because my it's quality. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I knew, too, that being a black woman, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be accepted as quickly as maybe uh, Betty Crocker or um, mm-hmm. Paula Dean or anything. So they worked so hard, and I worked so hard in perfecting the uh, recipes for the items that I knew it had to do something because I know it's great. Not good. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. And I can't put my name on anything. I, I know you can't. Can. I know. That's absolutely right? true. And I'm going to just tell everybody before mm-hmm. we end this interview about you as an individual. And I, I mentioned it earlier in my intro that mm-hmm. when I launched Money Making Conversation, you know, it was a lot of friendship. A lot of people say you call Rashawn's show and you called me. And at the time, mm-hmm. you know, I just had one station in Houston, Texas, and you trusted the instincts of supporting me. I'm just going to let you know now, you know, I'm on iHeartRadio podcast. I get 250,000 downloads a day. 
I'm on Sirius mm-hmm. XM channel 141. That's HUR. That's Howard University. I'm on Sirius channel XM. Mm-hmm. That's channel 142. That's all HBCU campuses. I have a fan club of over 200,000. 200, I have almost a million mm-hmm. social media followers. And I'm going to just tell you that a lot of it was due to the fact that you, uh, you branded me. Miss LaBelle, you branded me and you supported Aww. me. And I want to say a thank you on this day. My mom's living today and you're my mom right now. Miss LaBelle, thank uh, you for supporting me. Okay, one year later. Thank you. And you're worthy of everything that's coming to you and that will continue to come. And, I, and, I, and you know I'm going to keep supporting those pies. And I'm going to tell everybody, just go, okay. to, your, go to your website, patylabelle.com. If you want to be on, be on the show, then don't, she doesn't do just celebrities. Right. You keep winning. You have anything else you want to say? No, just holler at me, everyone who wants to be on that show, and just thank you for all the support that I've gotten for the last 54 years mm-hmm. from people who like Patty LaBelle, and I, I don't take it for granted, so thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'll continue to impress. Cool, <laughs> and thank you for, for supporting me one year later. Patty LaBelle, y'all! Miss Patty, Patty! <laughs> <laughs>